You're listening to DraftKings Network. It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Go get a hot dog. They don't have hot dogs here. Welcome to Oddball. I'm Amino Hasn. That over there in New York City is Charlotte Wilder, even though she's right next to me. The magic of technology. Believe it. Yes. Charlotte, it's Wednesday. What do we do on Wednesdays? Word count Wednesday. I don't I'm like really it. trying to get better at that. I don't like it when you do like double hands like that. It's Oh, you don't? Yeah, like I, What what would you prefer? The fists, I just put the up fists, like yeah. Oh. Put them paws up. Oh, you don't. Up. Oh. Oh, instead put them of paws up. You know why, Charlotte? Because last night, NBA players put them paws up. Oh, my God. All these fights. Charlotte, you have a very interesting theory. Why we had so many fights last night. My theory, I mean, are you ready for this? I'm Hold ready. On your butts, everybody. I think all of these players were fighting because they care so much about the in-season tournament. God damn right. Fights. That's why they were fighting. Grizzlies, Lakers, uh, Timberwolves, Warriors, uh, Thunder Spurs, all of those happen in in-season tournament games. And I don't know, I mean, whether it's the colors on the court that are just riling these guys up or if it's the competitive spirit, but I like to think it's the latter because you can't tell me all these happen in in-season tournament games was just a coincidence. Charlotte, are you trying to go to Vegas or not? That's what all those guys are saying. Guys are willing to knock each other out for a chance to go to Vegas, to go play T-Mobile Arena, and to win the inaugural NBA Cup. Stakes are on the line. People aren't used to just like, oh my God, why are they fighting in November? You're absolutely right. They're fighting because there's a damn stake on the line, and it's medium rare, baby, just how I like it. But you beat me to the joke, damn it. <laughs> That's what I do. Um, the most interesting fight for you, Charlotte, was? Oh, well, Timberwolves Warriors. <laughs> because, honestly, I mean, we, I had League Pass on, and I was like, okay, which of the later games am I going to put on? Am I going to put on Clippers Nuggets or Timberwolves Warriors? And, yes, there had been some... It got a little chippy on Sunday in the Warriors-Timberwolves, but I was like, no, no, I want to see the clown show of the Clippers uh, face up against Jokic. I want to see what James Harden is up to tonight. And about 100 seconds in, my phone blows up, and it's like, Clay Thompson jersey ripped off, and I was like, I'm sorry. First of all, Clay Thompson fighting? What? Okay, what? Second of all, this game just started. Go over to Timberwolves-Warriors. And the score is 0-0, and Klay yep. Thompson is sitting on the bench with his jersey ripped off, and Rudy Gobert is, is going like, oh, I do not know what is going on. And Draymond is just striding off the court 
what the hell happened? Were you watching that game? Did you see that live? Uh, I didn't see it live. I, too, was watching Clippers Nuggets and got the alert and said, oh, let me get back over there and watch. I okay. think this, was, this is what happens whenever little brother starts to get a little too big for his britches. Big brother instigates something to let them know I'm still big brother. And I feel like that's a lot of like the Warriors rhetoric probably prior to getting on the court was, hey, these guys beat us the other night. Um, it was a, a, an incredible performance by Anthony Edwards. Let's send the message nice and early. Playtime's over. We're here. Because it, it wasn't just Clay. It's like everybody, like Kevon Looney and, and, and uh, Draymond, everyone was like, what's going on? Have you guys lost your mind? Totally. I also think people forget that Anthony Edwards on Sunday night said to Draymond, ain't nobody worried about you, bruh. Hell nah. And Draymond puts Rudy, Rudy Gobert in a chokehold. Yep. And Rudy, I think a very smart play on his part, also really obnoxious, just goes, but also he was being choked out, so I think you can't really blame him. Um, you know, so Draymond was like, okay, you're not worried about me. Are you worried about me now? Like, I really feel like there had to be something that had to do with it. There's definitely, look, there's a a bunch of guys, I think, in the league who would love the carte blanche of of going upside Rudy's head. It's just Draymond Green is probably, like, the the blanchest of carts right there, right? Like, oh, oh, we have a fight? I've been waiting for this my whole life. (laughs) Get over here. He's like, Rudy, finally, I have an excuse. Like, the minute Rudy even had, like, a pinky on Clay's neck, Draymond was yep. like, now is my time to shine. This is my moment in the spotlight. Did you think, I mean, mm-hmm. that Clay and McDaniels and Draymond all should have been ejected? Did you agree with that decision by the refs? Yes. <laughs> like, come on, man. Like, that, that was, <laughs> like I said, especially given it wasn't something that had been building all game long. You guys came out the gate like that? Come on. <laughs> I'll go one further. I think Rudy Gobert should have been ejected too. I do too. He I should. agree. I do too. So I think he was also deeply uh, obnoxious in his post-game press conference. What he say? He said, "He said, well, he said a bunch of things, and I'm I'm going to save the best for last." But he said, "My first thought was just quote, I'm not going to fight. I need to be in this game to help my team." I just showed the ref that I had my hands up and I just waited until the situation was over. Nothing more than that. It wasn't a good enough choke to put me to sleep. Like, okay. Okay. So this is the old, <laughs> yeah, oh, he didn't whoop my ass that bad. <laughs> this is what, I, this is an old song, Charlotte, that goes, it ain't no such thing as halfway crooks. Scared to death and scared to look. <laughs> Like you can't you can't play both sides. You can either be I'm not trying to fight, that's it, whatever, or you could be macho man, come on, is that all you got? But you can't do both. Like I don't wanna fight, but if I wanted to fight, that choke all right, like I'm pretty sure that he didn't wanna choke you out to the point where you pass out. He could have right. done that. It's not that hard. It's not like your neck is so strong that it is impervious to the grip of Draymond Green's arm. So it's just like, it's ridiculous. It's, it's, it's bullshit grandstanding. Either you want to fight or you don't want to fight. And in the totally. old NBA days, guys would have fought, right? Because the, it would have been like, hey, 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 
Technical foul. Now get back in later. But nowadays, obviously, the league frowns upon a lot of the extracurricular shenanigans. So the penalties make it so that you don't want to fight. I always say, people say, oh, the NBA is so soft. Now, they're not soft. They're just being legislated with a different set of laws and rules that guys in earlier um, stages had. Gobert saying that is like probably part of why Draymond couldn't wait to put him in a chokehold yep. because this is the kind of stuff that this guy does. He said he's like, oh, well, I decided I wasn't going to fight because I'm the good kid. But also, if I had wanted to, he was soft. Right. This is sort of a win, though, I think, for for Silver for his in-season tournament because this is all we are all talking about it. Like this cut through football season in a way that. Sure, maybe you don't want people fighting like this, but you can't ignore the fact that they were on those courts. I mean, like I, I know I'm sort of kidding about it, but like not really. It, it we're we're talking about it. This is working. Yeah. Well, first of all, the next time they play each other, we'll all be tuned in. What if they play each other in the play-in tournament, in the in-season tournament, right in Vegas? What if they <laughs> play could. each other in the playoffs? It's like we've got our our narratives written out for the entire year. Totally. I love it. Well, uh, anything else that Rudy brings, Gobert said that tickled Yes, your this fancy? brings me to the last thing he said, which I think, you know what I mean? I think we should just play a, a good old-fashioned game of who's lying. Oh, Are you with me? Uh, do we have the imaging for that? Who's lying? Okay, there it is. I love this game so much. And I'm going to start, before we move on to a few others, I'm going to start with one of the most egregious things Rudy Gobert said, which is every time Steph doesn't play, Draymond Green doesn't want to play without his guy, Steph. So he does anything he can to get ejected. And he also called Draymond's behavior clown behavior multiple times. Is he lying? <laughs> I, I, don't, I don't think Draymond exhibits clown behavior. It, it's rash. It's impulsive. It's not always in the best interest of his team. But I wouldn't call it clown behavior. As far as... Did he um, did he do it on purpose? I'm gonna say I'm gonna say it's a great line by Rudy, but I don't think it's correct. I think the reason why he did it is because, like I said, he found the carte blanche. I can it's you know what it's like? You know how like what? when when in football, when the quarterback throws an interception, it becomes open season on the quarterback? Or at least yes. it used to be back in the day. And you know, and guys were literally like, where is he? And just go rock him, right? It's the same thing here. It's like, oh, oh we got to fight? All right, cool. Well, I'm going to get suspended for fighting. I might as well get suspended for fighting and, and whoop his ass. So I think totally. that's the reason. I don't think it's because Steph wasn't playing. Here's another who's lying. Mm-hmm. Joe Mazzula. Is this man lying? He said he, quote. Yes. Okay, I'm just going to read you the quote. Oh, okay. Sorry. He loves <laughs> you need me to wait for the, okay. over... He loves coaching over gritty, hard-fought games. This is referring to the Knicks-Celtics game on Monday night uh, where the Celtics crushed the Knicks. Um, Missoula says, I love games like this because it's going to reveal who we are and what we've been doing and where we need to get better. I thought our guys showed great humility and understanding that we didn't play our best and we were only down one. It could have been a lot worse, and I thought our guys just stuck with it with the right mindset. Am I missing something? Every NBA game has like a stretch in the beginning where it's like, oh, who's going to win this game? And then like NBA shit happens and then like the, the real score comes out, right? 
I'm not saying that hard-fought gritty wins don't happen. I'm not even saying that he may like hard-fought gritty wins. I'm calling him a liar because that was not a hard-fought gritty win. It was ding, ding, ding. What's up? I said ding, ding, ding. Oh, yeah. No, it was... You blew him out. Like, I watched that game. I'm like, what is the, I'm watching Julius Randle dribble into crowds and fall down and like a like a fat guy looking for his glasses. I'm like, what are we talking about? Hardball gritty. Hardball gritty. You know what's a hardball gritty it win? What? Yesterday, Timberwolves Warriors. That's hard fought and gritty. They literally fought hard. hard. They did. And it was gritty. Uh, yeah. Okay, Marcus Morris. Who okay. says he doesn't want to talk about his time with the Clippers? Is he lying when he says, honestly, bro, I don't want to speak on that? Shit. I'm happy to be home in Philly. I'm trying to get started and help the team win in any capacity and try to reach, reach the goal and winning the championship. That guy's not lying. It, uh, on okay. general principle, he's not lying, but specifically to this, he's absolutely not lying. He was out of the rotation in LA. Uh, you can tell that there's a tension there with the Clippers. I know we've got some other Clippers stuff that's coming on uh, a little bit later, uh, but the idea that it, it doesn't strike anybody as like an organization with a lot of direction, at least that locker room, a lot of direction, a lot of leadership. And for a guy who's played on good teams and played on teams that competing for a championship, that has to be like kind of a little bit of depressing on some level of, at that feeling of purposelessness. And now, he's a Philadelphia native, so he goes back home to play for the team he presumably grew up rooting for. He plays with the MVP of the league. Uh, there is direction. There is a sense of purpose. And they've got the best record in the league. But, of course, he's happy to be home. And he's going to probably play, too, which doesn't hurt at all either. Whenever I watch the Clippers these days, I know we'll get to this, but I think of what you said about how the Lakers are great at developing talent and scouting guys and people like Austin Reeves, who I guess isn't quite what they need him to be, but definitely more than they thought he would be. Mm -hmm. And then the Clippers just like go out and buy a bunch of expensive shiny toys and hope that they all work together. So yep. I'd rather be in Philly too, Marcus. Um, all right, we have another who's lying. Are you ready? Well, all right, what you got? Kristaps Porzingis said he never wanted to be, quote, the face of a franchise or even a secondary option. Maybe it was falsely pushed, he said. I never felt that way because today's league is, other than Jokic and Embiid, it's a guard league. It's mostly guards and small forwards, so I knew that if I want to win, you're going to have to play with somebody, and it was never an issue for me. It was always this narrative that was out there. I think some of you guys that know me closer know how I am. And of course, when you're younger, you're a bit more cocky and arrogant. It's just natural. You mature and get older and you understand things better. I never had a big issue at all. He's talking about his time at the Knicks? What are you talking about? You said, yeah, when I was younger, I was cocky. And, yeah, that's the point. That's the point. That at one point you thought you were that guy. And then life taught you that you were not that guy. This idea like, oh, I never said that. I mean, other than kind when I was young and cocky. Yes, motherfucker. That's what we're talking about. Liar. Liar, liar, pants on fire. Next. All right. One more. Uh, ben Simmons and Nets head coach Jacques Vaughn repaired, quote, terrible relationship. Ben Simmons said, it was tough. I was also injured, so I was also dealing with my own stuff, and he was in a position where it's a lot of pressure to come in and be the head coach. You still got expectations to help his team win, so then there was just a lot of uncertainty. I'm glad we cleared that up. Uh, also, in the news, 
Ben Simmons has a nerve impingement and back MRI shows. The Nets announced early Tuesday that Simmons would be reevaluated in a week after an MRI revealed a nerve impingement in the lower left side of his back that was causing ongoing issues with his left hip. Enough. Enough. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, everything's cool. I was hurt. That's what was happening. How, how you feel right now? Oh, I'm still hurt. All right, cool. Thanks. Good, good talk. But maybe, maybe everything's still cool. Maybe he's like, I'm hurt, but it's still cool. But now we're cool? Maybe he's not lying. Yeah. I, I cannot see how. Uh, okay. <laughs> sure. Sure. Uh, what else right. you got? Lou Williams claims that the 2020 Clippers didn't win the title because oh they, quote, took their foot off the gas in the bubble when they found out people wouldn't respect it. I believe this is probably talking about when people said, will this championship count? Will there be an asterisk next to this championship? You remember all that talk about asterisks? Never talked about it- a piece of punctuation more in my life than 2020 bubble. You know what I remember? When he uh, went to... No, it's not, it's not even that. Like, I'm... If he had said... And look, I love Lou Williams. He, he's a, one of my favorite players. I saw Lou Williams play at the Jordan Classic when he was a high school senior coming out in the draft. He was the last draft class that allowed high school players to go straight to the league in 2005. And when I watched him there... I think I might have like talked to him too there. I've always had a great admiration for his game and for who he is as a person. Um, this is incredible lying. Incredible amount of lying. Yeah, we took our foot. No, you didn't take. If you said, man, I just couldn't stay focused. That's one thing. But, like, the idea that, like, all right, guys, we're going to win this championship. We're up 3-1 against the Nuggets, and we're going to conference finals for the first time in franchise history. Let's bring it all in. One, two, three, and then someone walks up. Hey, you know, they ain't going to respect that shit, though, because it's in a bubble. Asterisk. And right before they go three, they're like, wait, hold on, guys. You hear that? That guy walking over there, that random guy has nothing to do with us or anything. Like, just some random guy who's not playing said this thing isn't even going to count. Why are we doing this anyway? Hey, hey, Jokic, Murray, y'all got it. Go ahead. Yeah, we're good. We're good. Yeah. 3-2, 3-3, game seven. Doc Rivers is legit begging them to play hard. <laughs> begging them. Begging them. It's, it's burnt in my memory. The, um, you know, the, the wired for sound from game seven mm-hmm. of Doc Rivers, like, please. And they're like, like, get out of here, man. Get out of here. You didn't win because you couldn't get the job done, because you got beat by a team that was not at the time as good as you were, and now they're so much better, and that's it, man. That's the story of the league, right? You could lose because you got hurt. It happens. You could lose because you had internal turmoil. That happens. But nobody ever says, we lost because uh, we just didn't feel like it. Because if that's the right. case, that's like that's the most loser shit I could possibly think of. And, and I, I, it kills me that it's Lou Williams saying that. Because, again, I love his game. I love, I love him as a player. Oh, Lou. Yeah. Our heroes. They all let us down, I mean. Um, all right. Well, that's been another rousing rendition of who's lying. Yep. Did, did, we, did, we, we, did everybody lie? Is that? No, Marcus Morris told the truth. There you go. Okay. Marcus Morris told the truth. All right. Uh, yeah, there's always there's always a little bit of truth somewhere in here. Sure, well, maybe not. Word but. count next. Man. 
Have you ever wondered if Chet Holmgren might be a descendant of Abraham Lincoln? Or if a UFC fighter could beat an alien in a fight? You might have not, and that's okay. But Shea Serrano and Jason Concepcion from the Six Trophies podcast have. If you love basketball, and more importantly, if you love fun, you've got to listen to Six Trophies, where Shay and Jason serve up the biggest moments from around the NBA with their brand of unbridled joy, banter, and pop culture side quests. Each week, they hand out six pop culture-themed trophies for six basketball-related activities. Stuff like the Denzel Washington in Training Day trophy, given out to the player or team having the best week around the NBA. Or the Lauren Hill you might win some dot dot dot, but you just lost one trophy. For the team or player that just can't get it together. Plus, a bunch more trophies for all the good, bad, or just plain head-scratching moments around the NBA. This playoff season, you'll want to make Six Trophies your go-to companion podcast. Follow Six Trophies on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. Listen ad-free right now by joining Wondery+. Plus. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Every single Wednesday, we play a game where we ask each other a question, and then we have to answer that question in 10 words or less. Charlotte, show them how we know when we've hit 10 words. That's right. We use our hands, just like kindergartners. It's called word count. Uh, Charlotte, are you ready for your first question? I'm so ready. Charlotte, what team is not getting enough attention and praise for their start of the season, and why? Despite loss last night Mavs because not as crazy storyline ah that was a bad one I was like how are you gonna land this plane (laughs) I I didn't really I just didn't really right in the Hudson Uh, I mean the reason I say the Mavericks is because I think that they have been lost a little bit in all of the drama in the West um, with the Clippers, with the Warriors. Um, I think the Mavs, basically, it's like Luka's amazing. Is it going to work with Kyrie? We'll wait and see. But they're third in the West right now. They're playing, like, they're doing pretty well. And I just feel like I haven't heard that many people devote a whole lot of time to them, probably for the reasons that I just laid out. Yeah, I mean, I, I agree with you. I don't think people, I don't, I don't think if you ask the average layperson walking the street, like, hey, did the, are the Mavs off to a great start? They'd probably say no. Right. Uh, but I think a lot of it is rooted in, I think people want them to fail. I think people, there's something in like, oh, this Kyrie Luka thing. Oh, I don't want them. It, it, this shouldn't be successful, right? We, we yeah. don't want whether it's things to do with Kyrie specifically or just in general, the idea of like two ball dominant, like individual brilliant talents coming together. We want there to be some sort of difficulty in the same way that people rooted against the big three in Miami. Because, you know, yes. that's, that's my favorite thing when I talk to Jason Jackson, who's the voice, the radio voice of the Heat. Uh, as he recollects that era, it's like 
they weren't surprised they got booed in Cleveland. They weren't surprised they got booed in Boston. They weren't, they weren't surprised they got booed in any of the cities where either A, they had a chance to get those guys, or B, like, obviously Boston and Miami, New York, Miami, like, there's a, a rivalry there. They were surprised that when they went to Utah and Memphis that people were going crazy. Like, what do you country bumpkins have to, like, and in it is this, is this hatred of seeing success get married together, so... Yeah, not homegrown, yep. cobbled together, yep, yep. both already great. Uh, all right, I mean, are you ready? Yes. Your first word count is why should the Bulls give up and start selling right now? Because they always wait too long to do this <laughs> Okay. Every well, time okay. the Bulls are clearly facing like this shit ain't going anywhere, they are always the last ones to know. And I believe this is PTSD from being too soon at yes. breaking something up, which is obviously the, nine, the 96, 97, 98 Bulls. Like, that three-peat was broken up prematurely because they just decided, well, we now know that Jerry Krause thought he had a chance at getting Kevin Garnett and Tracy McGrady and all these other towns who would be free agents in the year 2000, so he wanted to start stripping down that and reimagining the team. But either way... You had the most dominant team. Just keep doing it until they stop doing it. But because of that, I feel like Chicago's always gun shy. So they waited too long to break up the Rose, Gasol, Luol Deng, Joakim Nobles. They waited too long to break up the last incarnation that Jimmy Butler and Dwayne Wade and, and Rondo and all, all those things. And now they're waiting too long to break this up. I think Alex Caruso is someone who's going to fetch a very nice package because he's a good player with championship pedigree who can help a team right now with his defense and his scoring. I think Zach Levine, obviously, is out there as a, as a name now, uh, as a scorer. I think Vucevic as a big, even the young guys, Patrick Williams, Ayo Dosumu, like these are all guys that I think someone would want to take a flyer on. So do it now. Don't wait. Don't be silly, Chicago. Charlotte, Great. your last question. Why yeah. should NBA fans be excited about the, quote, rivalry in the making of Wembenyama versus Holmgren for years to come? Because they're huge. They're both huge. Right. Chet said, I've never had to look up at someone before in a tip-off. Like, he was looking up at yeah. Wembenyama. Uh, they both played very badly, um, but I do think... Just the visual of them together, like you saw the the picture of their arms outstretched. It, it it's visually, regardless of whether they play well or not, it's it's something. It's like two aliens. Are you uh, ready for your last one? Yeah, sure. What can the Clippers do immediately to get things on the right track? Get a time machine. <laughs> if not, then just practice, practice. This is a team that needs structure, it needs systems, it can't just roll the ball out, given their personnel. They've got to find a way to have structure on the offense, so the ball moves and you're, everyone is a threat at all times and not just standing watching the other guy do something. And then defensively, they've all got to be a lot more concerted at defending, helping, and also crashing boards because they're undersized. And that's how you end the segment. Hold on. What are you doing? I'm Googling something. Oh. We're at work. 
No, no, no. That's this isn't. The, Thanks for watching. This, our bomb. No, this is, ah, ah, damn it. <laughs> Got me. <laughs>